CZ of Movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. Um, yeah, going to a cinema is pretty difficult nowadays. Um, I recently went uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. I had to spend like half the trailers with my fingers in my ears <laughs> and my eyes closed down, my coat above my head, over my head. And me muttering na 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 to just myself. Stepped outside. Well, I could, but I was quite far from the door. Okay, because trailers are so loud. I, I I've previously tried to do this, and it's impossible to block out. Surely. Um, I'm I'm I was relatively successful. I thought. Um, okay. I think I'm think I caught some uh, a sentence, but I can't remember what it was now. So that, that, that's a good thing, right? Okay, so we're both trying to avoid Spider Man. Is there anything else you're trying to avoid? No, that's that. <laughs> I, I got I got so far as um, uh, seeing the the title of the Empire review of the trailer. <laughs> that was the only thing I saw, but I, I think it, it didn't give away anything away. I didn't already know, so that was that's that was good. good though. Like some 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 news sites really need to you know change the way they they phrase their titles. Yeah, and YouTube like, thumbnails don't give away. Oh, that's that's, that's really bad. Yeah, I hate that so much. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a rough three weeks. <laughs> yep. Um, but we're not here to talk about Spider-Man today. We're talking about uh, the, the most recent entry in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least on, on the big screen, which is Eternals. I believe it is Eternals rather than The Eternals. I think they changed it at some point. Yep. Um, uh, we're talking mostly about that. I know it's been out for a while, but we've given you a chance to get to it before we review it. Um, we're also doing a quiz on the many different versions of Cinderella. Uh, we're talking about Midnight Cowboy and much, much, much more. more. But we start, as we always do, with movie news. Zishan, um, I'm assuming you haven't spent your entire fortnight with your fingers in your ears going la-la-la-la-la, <laughs> and you may have come across some news. Yeah, um, so Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, will be taking over the role of cult leader Jim Jones. Yeah. Who's probably the most famous cult leader ever out there. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's the go-to cult leader guy, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Um so this will be written by Venom and Jumanji, the next level co-writer, Scott Rosenberg. I'm sure that's uh, how he likes to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite, that's quite, quite a change for him. It, it, it really is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and for those who don't know, Jim Jones is the one who is very famous for uh, constructing Jonestown in Guyana in 1974 and also orchestrating the mass murder-suicide of his followers, uh, which took 918 commune members, which... That was the he, that was the Kool Aid, wasn't it? That's the yeah, with laced with cyanide. cyanide. So you still get the phrase "drink the Kool Aid." Uh, exactly. I'm now wondering whether Charles Manson is a is a better known cult leader. Hmm. They can fight it out. Uh, yeah, that's intriguing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, sure. Always good, good to see what he's going to do next. Uh, Edgar Wright, see John. Edgar Wright okay. has already written Baby Driver Two. He's done it. Nice. Um, so no word on when it's actually happening. He's a busy man. He's got all sorts of irons in the fire. I, I've watched Baby Driver, um, per your recommendation. Excellent. What do you didn't think? he go to jail in the end? I'm pretty uh, sure he did. I think he got he out of jail in the end, didn't he? Oh. There's a yeah. there's a scene where he gets out of jail and oh, yes, baby's waiting yes. for him. So uh there were some people saying is it a dream sequence because he's previously kind of had that kind of vision before, so I guess we'll find out in Baby Driver too. I enjoyed the film. Um so I think it's better than last night in Soho, which we saw last week. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch Baby Driver too. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch anything he does. But I, I, what I like about writers is that he's just so nice to doing new stuff. Be, he's never done a sequel. I mean, I guess the Cornetto trilogy 
loosely, but uh, he's never done a sequel sequel. So it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with that, whether he goes down the same route of kind of timing it all to the music. Yeah, it'll be good. Good to see. Um, Channing Tatum and Tom Hardy are set to star in an Afghanistan evacuation drama uh, film, really. Um, this is based on the, the August withdrawal of US and other forces from Afghanistan, which apparently uh, which has led to chaos, death and desperation for those left behind. This is a quick turnaround for this kind of thing. You just have to it wait really a while is. before you get a film about uh, <laughs> recent military events. Exactly. So Channing Tatum and who was it? Uh, Tom Hardy. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm not. <laughs> there you go. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in rap with. I, I, yeah. I mean, surely the, the interesting part of this story is what happened in Afghanistan after they left. <laughs> We're just going to see them on the plane, listen to the news. Yeah, I have no no idea. Well, we'll see. It'll be a while before it comes. Uh, come, uh, yeah. It comes to something down cinema. So yeah, I like Tom Hardy, but um, Channing Tatum, I feel, hasn't had the string of hits of late that he uh, looked like he was going to have. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. At, well, I saw him in Free Guy as a cameo, but that, yeah, that apart is, from yeah. that, yeah, yeah, not much. Okay. Well, good luck to him. Um, Weta is it Weta? 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 I think it's Weta. W e t a. Um, which is the special effects studio set up off the back of Lord of the Rings, I think, so it's Peter Jackson at all, uh, has been sold to a company called Unity for $1.6 billion. Which I think is, I think Disney only cost $1 billion. Or something like Wow. Um, I mean, Disney, no, I guess uh, Marvel maybe, when they when Disney bought that. I think. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah. Maybe we should get into the special effects game. <laughs> How are you yeah, with the, how are your computers? Good. Yeah, it's a, a bit rusty, but I'm <laughs> okay. sure we can manage. Figure it out. We can undercut that price anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it for oh, one my. billion. Uh, so there you go. I, I I don't know what they're up to these days. I imagine they do all sorts of. Um, I don't know how many how many special effects studios there are. Whenever you you know when you're sitting through the Marvel credits, waiting for the post credit scene, mm. and you just see like millions of names of people, and they usually got like four or five different special effects studios. Maybe yeah. One, maybe wetter are the best. Hmm. Uh, John M. Chu will be directing an animated adaptation of Dr. Seuss's Oh, The Places You'll Go Oh, The Places You'll Go Double exclamation mark I I spotted There are double exclamation marks but uh, yeah, it's only set to arrive in 2027 so a long time more 2027? I know, right? We will be 42 by then 42 (laughs) 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 With no more places to go (laughs) We'll have have gone Uh, for another yeah, it's not really a thing. I've, I've never read this book. It's not really a thing I've heard, I think. But um, it seems to be quite a big graduation gift over in America. Oh, is it? Uh, I, yeah, I've not heard of it. I, I, I don't, I've not read any of the Dr. Seuss stuff. Um, I, was it a big thing in the UK? Uh, yes. It? I mean, I think it's one... I don't think it's my, British, right? Uh, no, I think, it's, I think it's American. Or maybe it's oh, okay. German. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think it was something my parents particularly loved. So maybe that's why. But, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've read uh, The Cat in the Hat... Yeah, but no, I think I, apparently um, he was American. There we go. Um, he intended his, his to be pronounced Doctor Zeus, but then everyone said Zeus, so he's like, fine, let's do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I there's a I think mean, there's a joke in the office where Steve Carell's character um, wants to buy one of his employees oh the places or go, but they didn't have it, so he just gets some fried egg, uh, green eggs and ham instead. That was quite funny. Uh, did you ever watch the Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers? 
Nope. Uh, I've not watched The Grinch either. Grinch so, sucks, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely not watched any Dr. Zero stuff. Uh, no. I'm not sure Is I'm the target audience anyway. Horton Hears a Who? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not seen any of those things either. Um, I suspect we will not be watching Oh, The Places You'll Go when we're 42. <laughs> who knows, Colin? <laughs> you know, you, you may have kids by then. It's true. Could we, too, we, could, could we bring them to... Uh, I mean, it's a little bit. I probably won't be having graduating age kids, and maybe I'll adopt. If I, yep. if I adopt twelve-year-olds this year, yeah, that works. Graduate high school. Uh, fine. Who knows? Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll be so desperate for stuff to do on this podcast that we'll go down and see other places you'll go. Oh, forty-two years old, man. Do you reckon we'll still be doing a podcast when we're forty-two? Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we might not be. Uh, might not retain the, the young coolness, the hipness. <laughs> in touch. That we've always had. That we've always had. Um, it was Disney Plus Day recently, um, which was, I'll be honest, a little bit of a damp squib. Um, it meant that a few films came to Disney Plus, such as Shang-Chi and Jungle Cruise um, and, and various others. But it also meant a whole host of announcements and trailers and stuff. Um, one of the things they announced is that Disenchanted is happening next year, which I think we already knew, didn't we? Uh, I can't remember whether we've discussed the release date or not of uh, Disenchanted. Not. Uh, they got um, Amy Adams and Patrick. De- is it Patrick Dempsey? Yep. To uh, I think in different places um, over Zoom or something to announce how excited they were about this. But there you go, Disenchanted next year. I'm excited for Disenchanted. I enjoy this. I enjoy Enchanted. So yes, I enjoyed Enchanted. Uh, I, I'll definitely watch this, especially if it's coming to Disney Plus. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, more delays for those who want uh, or care about this. Transformers: Rise of the Beast has been delayed. From June 2022 to June 2023, so one I entire year. Did not know it was happening. It was happening. I'm pretty sure we've discussed that. We probably before. have. Uh, <laughs> oh, but this is this is Michael Bay free, isn't it? Yeah, it is okay. Michael Bay free, and this is the one um, starring uh, what's his name from In the Heights, uh, Anthony Ramos. Oh. Yes, that's yeah. right. Mm, Anthony Ramos. I'm back on board for Transformers: Rise of the Beast, <laughs> but now I'm gutted. I've got to wait an extra year. <laughs> uh, before seeing uh, I've only seen two Transformers movies I've seen the first Transformers and I've seen Bumblebee, and Bumblebee. several times and you like Bumblebee I do like Bumblebee yeah so so there you go and I like Anthony Ramos and I like 2023 <laughs> it's all coming together um, I'll tell you what else is coming together it's Lethal Weapon 5 yeah now, Richard Donner had said he was uh, going to direct it and then sadly uh, he died uh, but Mel Gibson has said he'll take over. So he's he's got a good directing pedigree. Uh, the last thing I can think of he directed was Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. So he may have done stuff since then. But that was very good. He got Oscar nominated for that. And obviously uh, he is one half of... Well, he is the lethal weapon. Um, uh, Riggs, I think. So uh, I've seen all, of, all the lethal weapon films. I'll probably watch that. I've seen none of the lethal weapon films, so I probably won't watch this. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what's his name? Um, Daddy Glover was too old for it in the first one in about 1987 or something. So I imagine he's much, much too old. But I, my guess is they'll probably try and do a younger generation type thing. Their kids will be cops or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, bring back Joe Pesci, I say. <laughs> um, a man who doesn't do many films, but he was called back, he persuaded back for The Irishman. Irishman, yeah. And maybe he'll be persuaded back for Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah, maybe. He didn't. He didn't come back for Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> oh, I've heard very bad things about that film. Oh, 
Well, maybe you invite me, watch it. Maybe I'll talk about it in Destiny or if you're lucky. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Doug Liman may team up for a remake of Roadhouse. I don't know Roadhouse. I, yeah, I've not heard of Roadhouse before. So the original 1989 film starred Patrick Swayze, um, who is a bouncer, basically. Okay. Yeah, and then he uh, he's a bouncer for this uh, sleazy music bar in Missouri, and then he famously starts off as very charming, and then doesn't hesitate to take extreme to- throat-ripping measures Oof. when pushed to his limit. Wow. So... Yeah, I've not seen the original film before. I've not even heard of the original film before what until is, this. What is a roadhouse? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> My house is next to a road. Does that, does that count? Probably could be like a public house, right? Back in the days. Oh, uh, maybe. Roadhouse. Um, hmm. The first thing that comes up is the movie. Maybe it's not a phrase. <laughs> uh, fine, okay. JT and Hunt does some fun stuff. I look forward and to it. And Doug Lemon is good as well. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are teaming up. Finally, the two largest men in Hollywood, uh, who aren't The Rock, will be uh, will be doing a film. Apparently, they 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 came up with the idea of doing an action comedy, and they just pitched it around the studios. And MGM leapt at the chance to make it. So I don't think there's a director attached. Oh. Uh, there may not even be a script. <laughs> there's just a concept of getting those two together. Oh, doing Dune together, Colin. They were in Dune together. Of course, they were. Um, they didn't have any scenes together, but they were definitely in Dune together. Maybe in the maybe in the in their breaks, they had had this discussion. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, you're Drax and Aquaman together at last." Uh, <laughs> the thing is, right at this rate, pretty much every actor that you know will have starred in an, um, a superhero film. Uh, that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, I'm trying to think whether Mel Gibson has. I'm not sure he has. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, let me think. Does Jesus count? He wasn't even Jesus. Eh? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say that's a different. I'm gonna say that's a different genre. Uh, oh no, Mel Blixman hates superhero movies. I'd forgotten that. He, uh, I think he said some stuff about how they're rubbish. A lot of people say that. Although, wasn't he gonna direct Iron Man Four or something? I think Robert Downey Jr. said he'd, go, he'd do another Iron Man, but only if Mel Gibson was directing it. Ah, interesting. Because um, right. Mel Gibson cast him in uh, The Singing Detective after he came out of rehab, I think. Okay. Hmm. Ah, interesting. But uh, no, no clue. No. Um, ben Stiller and Kate Blanchett. Oh, I can't Blanchett. I can't even pronounce her last name. Oh, Blanchett. Um, Blanchett. They're set to star in The Champions. What's that? So the champions was uh, uh, created for ITV back in 1968, <laughs> which followed three intelligence agents uh, whose plane crashed in the Himalayas okay. to only discover an ancient civilization there who rescued them and gave them powers. All right. So yeah, so more superheroes. Cool. Did it include the power of flight? Uh, they can heal fast, increase strength and endurance, and ESP and precognition. So no. Uh. Kate Blanchett has been in a superhero film. She was Hella. Who was the other one? Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. He was in Mystery Men, which is kind of a superhero spoof from... Uh, yeah, the counts. Uh, back in the day. There you go. I'm enjoying this game. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't done one yet. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do one. Um, Jonah Hill, who yep. 
I don't think has done one either. Um, it's going to be playing Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead uh, for Martin Scorsese, reteaming with him. Um, obviously, he was with him in Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Uh, I don't know much about the Grateful Dead, if I'm honest. Me neither. Uh, but I guess Jerry Garcia looks a bit like Jonah Hill. Or vice versa. <laughs> uh, I, I'll be honest. We, I know we've had a lot of singer biopics of late. Yep. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead wasn't top of my list of singers that were going to get biopics, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Scorsese knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, I've not even heard of the Grateful Dead till I saw the news. All right, so I have heard of them, go. but I don't know anything about them. Yeah, what, what, what kind of music do they do? I feel that they were. I'm going to get. I feel they were kind of punky, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, and my last bit the of grateful news. Oh no, they were not punky at all. It was the 1965. No. All right, American rock band wow. known for its eclectic style. There you go. There could have been some punk, although they've just listed <laughs> rock, folk, country, jazz, bluegrass, blues, gospel, and psychedelic rock. So, so I'm completely wrong, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, my my last bit of news, just to emphasize how old we are, Colin. Oh yeah, 42 nearly. Yeah, I know. The original Harry Potter trio will reunite for a HBO Max special, which is 20 years since the first movie came out. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. Okay. I know. Like, I don't even remember that the first film came out in when we were 16. That's... Wow. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it came out much later than it that. It feels later, um, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> like, because like, wow. I, I only started reading Harry Potter like in my early teens, my, when I was 10, 12. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. So I started when I was fourteen, I think. Yeah, they they really quickly jumped on the bandwagon, didn't they? When the film came out, so, uh, so yeah, they're, they're only what five books in, really, when they. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, it's because um. Simon Watson has has retired from acting, hasn't she? Um. Hmm. I think Rupert Grint got retired from acting, by <laughs> no one casting him anymore. Daniel <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's. I've not seen him in anything for a while. Lost. He's done stuff though, like mostly he's, indie films though. He's still going, isn't he? Yeah, it was it Swiss yeah. Army Man a few years ago? And um, of course, he was the lead in the Playmobil movie. Um, who can forget? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not as excited by that as I was, say, for the Friends reunion. No. Uh, I wonder, I'm sure we'll get a, long, a big cast of British thespians to come and say how much they enjoy being paid lots of money to do not a, not a great deal. Mm. Yep, exactly. I mean, they they have a huge fan base, right? After mm. all, so I'm I'm pretty sure some people would be keen to get them back together again. And obviously, um, there's always the rumors about having the trio back again to do a film on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which will surely happen at some point. Surely it has to, right? Um, in fact, um, even this this last week, Chris Columbus has said that he would like to direct it. But I think he was directly asked the question, "Would you like to direct it?" And he said yes. So um, not 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 much of a new story. I, don't I mean, think. they are they are about the age, right? The correct age to have uh, kids who are yeah, starting I, Hogwarts. What was it? Basically. It was seventeen years later, was it? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, um, so it was still a few years to go, I guess, for, for it to time around probably. But uh, I imagine it'll be David Yates if it's anyone. Um, Which one did he do? Uh, well, he's doing them. He's still doing them, I think. Or he's, um, so he did. Ah. He did everything from five onwards, I think, and he's doing the. Um, uh, the Fantastic Beast ones. Okay, so nice. Certainly producing. I think he's directing as well. Yeah, been interesting to see where, where the Fantastic Beast is by then as well. Um, huh. And how much we see J.K. Rowling on that, which you'd like to think she would be involved. Um, the Predator. 
He's getting a prequel. <laughs> it's called Prey. I'm surprised you didn't put this true, Colin. Like, like, have you even seen Predator? Yes. I what? Didn't think much of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I've seen Predator. It's classic. Uh, Were you like forced to see it or something? Uh, I think what happened is I bought a two set DVD with something else that I wanted to watch, <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll get the Predator. Wow. Um, people love that film to the extent that there've been like four sequels and stuff. It's fine. Let's be honest. It's fine. And to be honest, I mostly mention this um, just so that when I tell you the quiz for next time, I've got a link to something topical. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, and news, by the way, so... Uh, I do... The only other thing from Disney Plus Day, and I again mention this only because of the, qui- uh, the quiz we're doing later. Um, unless this is a question you're going to ask. Um, is that uh, we're getting another a version of Cinderella next year on Disney Plus called Sneakerella about a guy who designs sneakers. <laughs> it, I mean, it feels, it feels like in the Disney pitching studio, someone's just looking around the room. Just, <laughs> what can I see uh, that I can put Ella on the end of? I mean, so long as it only appears on Disney Plus, which is bound to, because who, who, we like, definitely not put it in the cinemas, of course. I mean, I guess... I guess there's a fine tradition of Cinderella being about shoes, abandoned shoes. So maybe um, maybe, maybe it'll be great, Zijan. Maybe uh, in years to come, people will forget there was even ever a Cinderella myth. They'll be like, remember Sneakerella? Did you know it was actually before that? There was something called Cinderella. People are still running out of ideas now in Hollywood, aren't they? Uh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Uh, as we'll discover when we get to Cinderella quiz, just how many versions have already been. Uh, but so we, we move on, Zijan, away from yep. such things um, to the to C or not to Z, where we talk about films we've recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not to Z them. And Zijan, you have been yep. to the cinema, I hear. Yes, I have. What have you seen? What have you been seeing? I saw The French Dispatch by Wes mm. Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah. So The French Dispatch. Oh, I'm pronouncing this so badly. It's <laughs> like a tongue twister. The French Dispatch um, had quite a very subdued. Uh, you know, <laughs> subdued performance at the cinema, really. Yeah. Like, no one knew it was there. Like, I knew that this big West Anderson film was coming since last year. But when it came out this year in the cinemas, there was uh, not much fanfare, really. Like, I didn't know it was there until I was actually scrolling down the list of films that were out and saying, oh, look, it's here. Um, yeah. So, which was quite surprising for a West Anderson film, um, given how popular he can be. I've not um, seen many trailers for it. I mean, Isle of Dogs, like, there were exactly, thousands yeah. of trailers for it. But, um, that, that's the thing. So yeah. it was very bizarre to, that, you know, this just just uh, snuck through <laughs> without much. Uh, so this stars a smorgasbord of stars, really. Um, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Elizabeth Moss, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Benicio Del Toro, Lea Seydoux, Jeffrey Wright, Shirsha Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, and many, many, many more. Right. Yeah. Um, Wes Anderson likes to reuse his cast, like um, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, have starred in Wes Anderson films before. Um, and I think there's some newbies as well, like Timothy Chalamet, mm. um, who are new. But yeah, he, he loves to reuse his cast. And this is a massive, massive cast. Um, it has a lot of Wes Anderson's signature all over it, as you can imagine. His trademark uh, blocking and staging, his mm. um, love for symmetry and profile shots. Um, you know, I, I like that about it. I like that every shot has a purpose. There's a reason why they're shot that way. And mm. the actors are wonderful. I mean, with a cast like that, 
you can't really go wrong though. My issue with this film is that it's not <laughs> it's not fun. It's not a good right. film. Okay. I, I don't I don't enjoy the plot of this film. It basically tells the story about um, the French Dispatch, which is uh, um, which is this uh, editorial firm, a journalism um, paper publisher, <laughs> um, whose editor Bill Murray uh, just died. Right. And then um, they were just talking about what what three articles they were put in the last uh, French dispatch because it um, it would be the last print after his death, and so this film is is basically about three totally separate stories based on those three articles. Yeah, I'd heard it was not very connected. Yeah, they were definitely not connected at all. There's nothing linking all three of them. Okay. At all to each other, apart from the fact that they once appeared as articles on the French Dispatch. So there's no there's no cast crossover or anything. There are no nothing none of that. Okay. So it, yeah, it was just a very difficult watch to be honest. Like um, like I I some stories were better than others, unfortunately, which okay. happens to be the case when you have three different totally different stories, which means that. If I like this particular story and then I was thrown completely away into a different one, I wouldn't like that at all whatsoever. Um, and yeah, it's just like at least the Grand Budapest Hotel had a you know has this overarching story. Yeah. You know? This doesn't have it, and I, I didn't like that bit of it. And it, it just feels it just felt very random. Uh, there was even an animated scene partway through the film, right. uh, which threw me out completely. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's not his best film, I don't think. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah, so I like Wes Anderson, but I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever seen his stuff at the cinema. I tend to watch it later, but... Okay. Um, I watched... Well, let's talk about Home Sweet Home Alone briefly. <laughs> uh, so I watched that. It's um, it's back. I think this is the sixth one or the fifth one. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's a... Uh, Stars the kid from Jojo Rabbit, not the main kid, but the other kid. Uh-huh. Um, okay. As the kid, I can't remember names of characters or actors. Um, and he gets left home alone. His his mother, as played by Ashling B, uh, in a in an English accent, uh, flies off and accidentally leaves him home. Um, meanwhile, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. Uh, are planning to move house but they discover they own a really valuable doll and they think this kid has stolen the doll so they decide to go and steal it back um, okay they think so he thinks they're trying to kidnap him um yeah. so he sets up all the classic home alone traps which is an interesting i thought an interesting take on the the general home alone plot because they're kind of all good guys in that they're not trying to they're not like um the wet bandits from the first one they're, they're not just probably trying to rob him so it's it's weird because all this horrible stuff's happened to them but they uh they're kind of good guys <laughs> um, okay uh and it's it doesn't really work because at any second they, they do kind of say just let us talk to you and he's like no i'm gonna hit you in the head with pool balls instead uh but it feels like it could have all been resolved fairly quickly if they just shouted like we're not trying to rob you have, have you got our <laughs> doll? You. Or maybe instead of breaking into the house, just knock on the door and say, "You've got our doll. Can we bring it back, please?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, mate. There you go." <laughs> so I mean, I kind of like, uh, I kind of liked the idea of changing the, the formula a little bit, and it, it passes by pleasantly enough. But yeah, I don't know. It feels like it feels like we didn't need another instalment in the Home Alone saga. 
I don't think. Is it worth watching for Christmas though? I think it's. It feels like something you put on to to occupy your kids for a while, while you're while you while cooking Christmas, cook Christmas dinner, uh, <laughs> and let's hope the kids enjoy a tale of uh, financial strife. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably. I, I I think I've only ever seen the first Home Alone, maybe the second one. Uh, it's probably better than Home Alone Four. I don't know. Um, but it's not the only Christmas movie I've been watching, Zijin. Okay. Uh, as I also watched uh, Love Hard. Uh, a film which I thought I didn't know was a Christmas movie, but the title, in fact, comes from the fact that one of the characters' main uh, favorite for Christmas films is Love Actually, and another one's favorite Christmas films is Die Hard. Ooh, um, I see a trailer for this. Maybe it's Nina Dobrev uh, and Jimmy Jimmy Yang. Jimmy. Oh yes, I've seen. Uh, is this the one where she sang um, "I Could Do Anything for Love" in the film? Maybe the meat the meat love song. I thought you saw the film. Oh yeah, she does. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it might be the dumbest movie I've seen this year. <laughs> uh, I think I think it is. Um, so she she's on some made up uh, dating app and falls for this guy, and turns up at his house to spend Christmas with him, and it turns out she's been catfished <laughs> by by this guy Jimmy O Yang. Um, okay, go on. Uh, but he knows this guy that she fell in, that she liked the picture of, so he's like, "I'll just help you date her if you tell my parents that we're going out." Okay, a situation that definitely could happen, um, <laughs> and then just oh, all kinds of nonsense. Um, it's a really dumb film. It's very obvious what's going to happen, but uh, I was. I was annoyed by it. I knew what it was going to be, I suppose. I didn't think it'd be quite as dumb as it was. But it was so dumb. Where do you watch it on? It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, uh, it was the number one it. film uh, worldwide on Netflix at one point. No wonder I, I know about it, yeah. yeah okay. So there you go. So if you want to watch a really dumb <laughs> Christmas movie um, in which um, every character is an idiot. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, there, there are lots of pretty horrible... Christmas movies out there. I mean, Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel, is sure. well known for producing. There are a lot of these things, I suppose. This, I, I felt this might be a cut above. Um, even things like they, they chat on the phone for a long time before she realizes she's been catfished, and he's got a different voice on the phone than when they meet in person. I don't. That, uh. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think the, the general concept of, uh, which is inevitable, is that she, learn, she learns that you should love someone for what's on the inside rather than what's their physical appearance, is, is a fine moral for any story, except that he's a complete prat anyway. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, what's to like? Anyway, there you go. Um, I also saw Red Notice, but, you know, if you've seen the trailer of Red Notice, you know what Red Notice is. So. <laughs> We move wow. on. We, we move on. To, have, you seen, have you seen Red Notice? No, I've not seen Red Notice yet. Okay. Um, I won't. I'll, maybe, well, maybe you can talk about it next time. Then I won't do three films. Okay. If you can be bothered to watch it. Yeah. Uh, we've been to the cinema season to watch Eternals. <laughs> the so, lowest rotten score, a rotten tomato score ever by a Marvel film. Yeah, um, I was not. Didn't have high hopes going into this one. Like, uh, neither but, critics nor audiences seem to love it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have that high hopes for this one either, but I didn't expect it to be that, you know, low. 
Properly received <laughs> no. by everyone. It's at forty-seven percent right now. I think it's Ooh, uh, rotten. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's fifty-nine last time I looked. Wow. Okay. Yep, it's been going on a nosedive. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, um, per usual, uh, we'll do non-spoilers first, and then spoilers later. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll start by telling you all about it as I do. <laughs> Please do. If you can get through the cast, then we might have run out of time. So it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, directed by Chloe Zhao, fresh from her Oscar win in Nomadland, the Eternals follow a band of 10 immensely powerful superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Um, they are, in fact, an immortal alien race. Um, they are emerging after a long time, um, after hiding to protect their, uh, protect the world against their ancient counterparts, um, who are the Deviants. So, it's a very diverse cast. Uh, it stars, and let me get through them. Yep. Gemma Chan, yep. uh, Richard Madden, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Barry Kilgan, the Irish guy, oh, yeah. uh, Don Lee, Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie as the 10 Eternals, um, plus more. <laughs> plus but others. these are the 10. These are the 10. Let's, let's, let's focus on the 10. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, so the, the Eternals are probably the least well-known of all the Marvel comic books so far. Um, even more so than Guardians of the Galaxy, really. Yeah. Um, in, in the comic books alone, they, they hardly interact with any of the Marvel superheroes. Um, and most of their stories are, are standalone ones. So, I mean, like, so Chloe had a tough job going to this because she had to introduce brand new heroes, which have zero to nothing, <laughs> zero background, really, to the audience members. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess you forget that most of us hadn't heard of Iron Man when he launched, um, but at least there was just one of him. <laughs> yeah, trying to introduce ten superheroes that no one's heard of. That's that's uh, a tough task for anyone. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's rough. It's rough, and the thing is, you could tell she was trying, but I think it ultimately failed. Personally, um, yeah, well, cause I I actually quite like this. Uh, yeah, more, certainly more than I was expecting to, but. Yes, I. If before this podcast, you told me I had to write down the names of the ten uh, Eternals <laughs> in this film, I would probably got to about five of them. Um, <laughs> and I would also say there is no reason to have ten Eternals in this film. No, it's definitely mad. Not at all. Uh, I don't know how it survived this many versions of the script. Uh, even with, I mean, we we'll get onto in spoilers. Even with various of them leaving in the duration. Uh, I think they made the right decision in kind of focusing in on a, on a small number of them. Yep. Um, that was a good idea. I think maybe you shouldn't have had the others rather than... I mean, Just literally, while yeah. I was watching the film, one of them would turn... Like, I don't know, Brian Tyree Henry, who played Fastos. Yep. Towards in the film, he turned up again. I was like, oh yeah, he's in this. I completely forgotten he existed. <laughs> or Lauren Ridloff as Macari. And I was like, oh yeah. I, I had forgotten that she was a thing. Um, fine. Um, um, listeners will know that I'm not Chloe Zhao's biggest fan um, from the one film no. I've seen of hers. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Nomadland myself and that's the only film I've seen of her as well. Mm. Um, so a lot of the shots, uh, you can tell, even from the trailers alone, there are Chloe Zhao's shots. <laughs> mm. Basically, she, she has a thing for a you know, long expanse of desert 
with the sun in the background. Honestly, right? If I yeah. see another scene with the sun <laughs> in the background, I'll scream. How many times do you need to have that? It's like, oh. And that, that was the interactive nomad land, wasn't it? It was just yeah, it was, driving around the desert and seeing the sun. I, I, I think I counted at least five times he appeared in Eternals. Like, oh, they're going to talk of a sad scene. Now they walk towards this tree and there's a sun in the background and they're just dark shadows. I mean, I get it. You like that shot, but <laughs> way too much of that. Um, Is this also the longest non-Avengers Marvel film? Well, is it really? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's 157 minutes. So obviously that's not as long as Endgame. It's probably not as long as Infinity War, but it's probably longer than the rest, isn't it? Well, t- to its credit, it didn't really feel that bad. The only reason it felt bad for me in that respect is that I really needed the toilet and I had to um, <laughs> I had to leave part way through to go to the toilet. And I, so I was trying to judge... I was trying to judge uh, what felt like it was going to have the least uh, plot development. Um, and then I came back and someone had died. <laughs> I was like, oh, I chose that time. Oh, well. no. Um, and suddenly, uh, well, actually, I've spoiled actually. Uh, but I was, I was a little bit baffled <laughs> for a while after that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, as much as like, yeah, I, it didn't really feel that long per se. No, but maybe no, I'm just funny. like, yeah, there, there are definitely films which are much worse for that. But... Yeah, you're absolutely right uh, that 10 characters were way too much. No, some of them just hardly got any character well, let's, development let's, we, we need to stop by going to the cast. Let's, let's, yeah. let's see how far we can get. We might skip through quite quickly some of these. Yeah. Um, but indisputably the lead was Gemma Chan, her yes. second part of the, the Marvel Apple, having previously been... In Captain Marvel. In Captain Marvel. Quan Rock, was that her or was that someone else? I can't remember. She it wasn't a speaking role, was it? I mean, she was just a sniper. If she didn't, didn't do a lot. Anyway, she's the lead here. She plays Cersei, or if you watch the first scene, Sassy. Um, <laughs> you seem to change the pronunciation partway through. Yeah, Cersei, yeah. Cersei, um, which is uh, a good mythical name, as many of these are. Uh, I thought she was charming. I'm yeah. Like, uh, I'm not sure she's the world's greatest actor. There were moments where I wasn't convinced, but I thought, as I, I, I general, yes, generally, I thought she was a good choice uh, to have that character as the lead and was a nice view into this world. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Gemma Chan. I think the whole purpose of having her there as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the interviews with Kevin Feige, they wanted to introduce a, a, a female superhero uh, who's a lead, but who's also her main power is like being very compassionate and empathetic rather than having to be extremely strong and powerful the whole time. So. That's what you get with Gemma okay. Chan's character, really, yeah. And her, let's see, her powers were turning stuff into other stuff. That was the hook, wasn't it? Yeah, she can change matter into everything. So in the comic books, right, all the Eternals have the same powers. Right, right. Um, it's just that they um, they specialize, basically. Yeah, okay. So all that's, of that's them... That's probably a good all, idea. Yeah, so all of them can fly. All of them can shoot lasers from their eyes. But the thing is, they all specialize. So they choose to focus on the ones that they like the most and... Okay. Be good at that. That yeah. works. That works. Mm. I mean, there was a point where she turned a bus into like dust or something, and somehow and butterflies, butterflies, and somehow the guy in it still—he was fine. I was like, surely if the <laughs> bus is about to, it's like crashing into a wall, and then suddenly it becomes dust. That's going to be even worse. You're going to. I mean, crash. this this was a London bus in Camden at night, and it was only one bus was, driver. Only I mean, the, the, the leaps of logic that they went through for that, right? It's much more than just <laughs> a guy falling into a bunch of butterflies. Okay, like <laughs> this is Camden. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I was I tweeted about this. Is like I asking like, has there ever been a Marvel uh, scene in England that wasn't in London? And um, uh, your friend, my friend Dave Park Froud, reminded me that there is a brief shot of Stonehenge. I think in Thor yep. two. Uh, 
is it Thor 2? Yeah, more of them anyway. Uh, but I think if I, they, they come to England quite a lot, but always London. Um, in Avengers, um, Infinity War, Vision and Wanda were in Scotland, right? They were. They went. To, they went to Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not in England, Vision. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what I'm saying is, come to Bristol. I'll, I'll happily put you up if you want to stay here. <laughs> I live in a roadhouse, if that's any help to you. Um, anyway, I like to... Um, she, uh, when we meet her, is uh, living incognito in London with her boyfriend, Dane, as played by Kit Harrington. And and um, and Sprite, played she's by not, Leo she's McHugh. Not, and Sprite, in fact, she's not living with him, is she? She's dating him, but... Uh, they're Just having, dating, having yeah. A conversation about, and Sprite, yes, uh, whose power is that she... Uh, creates illusions creates illusions but she's not very good at it Mm -hmm. she she creates illusions um so yeah i mean like being (laughs) if you're a kid uh in uh, dane whitman and you see this child just tagging along with you the the whole time (laughs) you'll feel a little bit weird right (laughs) uh yes he seems all right with it yeah Um, yeah uh, it reminded me of Into the Vampire, actually. Kirsten Dunst's character is in that as a child, but he's also like thousands of years old, but um, hasn't isn't able to age beyond childhood. Uh, cool. Uh, it's a romantic subplot, Ijan. You know how I love those. Yes. Um, and Gemma Chan has definitely got a type, or Cersei's definitely got a type, because Kit Harrington looks almost exactly the same as Richard Madden. Um, so Game on Turn actors then. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I literally the thought st- they were the same person for a while. <laughs> the Stark boys. Um, uh, and the British guys, I suppose. Uh, I mean, she herself is British, so... Yeah, they're all British uh, so far. Uh, Richard Madden is, is Icarus. Uh-huh. Um, I quite like the final idea that... I guess I had the same concept with Thor, that the legend of Icarus is named That's after him. And Just like Cersei, right? Yes, I guess. I'll probably like a few of them, actually, yeah. Oh. Uh, he's got... He can, like, zap people with his eyes and fly and stuff. Yeah, so I was reading somewhere that Chloe Zhao uh, based uh, Icarus's character on Zack Snyder's Superman, and you can definitely mm. see the parallels. Did you read this. that on uh, the Wikipedia page for Eternals? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, right, uh, but it's I've, on there. Um, yeah, oh, really? I've I read it somewhere up, else. I brought it up when I, just before this podcast when I was trying to remember who the characters were in this film. <laughs> yeah, but my question for her would be why? <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. Like, was, was Zack Snyder's Superman that much... Yeah, why choose that? <laughs> yes, he, he even breaks the sound barrier at one point, which I've only ever seen superheroes do in uh, in uh, Man of Steel. I think. A little sonic, yeah, this thing, sonic boom. It's not like he's well received or anything. No, no one really likes. Uh, yeah, Henry Cavill. As much as we like Henry Cavill, like his Superman wasn't really that well received. So no, yeah, I just don't understand why why you choose to do that. So you can definitely see the parallels because um, uh, Icarus is uh, stoic. Stoic is definitely the word for it, right? Mm. Serious, stern, basically uh, what you imagine. Super, yeah, <laughs> what Henry Cavill Superman would be like in this film. What you'd probably be like if you've been a superhero for thousands of years. Yeah, jaded. Um, yes. So uh, he and Cersei have got a romance. Going back over the the the, the centuries, um, and we get a very non-linear narrative where they'll jump between, they'll be together in ancient Rome or something, and then they'll be together in the Camden High Street, and then they'll be together in ancient Greece and all sorts, uh, which was cool. Um, what was we got? We got Angelina Jolie playing Thena. Her power is that 
she can, can sword fight. She does stuff. Yeah, she can. She can create any. She's basically a weapons master, right? So she can yeah. create whatever weapon she wants to at any point in time. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I've got to say, Angelina Jolie is, uh, is good to see her here. I would not have guessed this was the role that she would do. Uh, I suppose yeah. she's um, older than most of the cast, but still um, jumps around. Well, at least that stunt double does. Um, uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoy her doing the action scenes, to be fair. I mean, she, yeah. she was basically the, the muscle of the... <laughs> yeah, the muscle of the film, really. So it's just nice to see well, her jumping around with weapons. Yes, um, almost as much muscle as uh, Don Lee's Gilgamesh, mm. whose power she can hit stuff. With his fists. With his fists, really hard. This, Don Lee is massive, isn't he? He's a big guy. He's yeah. a big guy. Like, um, well, he was on, uh, if you want to watch uh, horror films, he was on Last Train of Busan, a okay. zombie film in South Korea. Um, but yeah, um, it's good to see him here, though. It's Apparently the first him. Korean superhero on Wikipedia. Well, there hasn't been one, has there? I guess not. Yeah. Um, well done, Don Lee. Uh, so he and Athena hang around a lot. He's kind of, he's kind of like a carer, I suppose. Carer slash lover, right? Ish. Are they lovers? Kind of. I may have missed maybe that was when I went to the toilet. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia says they have a deep connection. <laughs> so Which is the same thing as being lovers. Make of that what you will. Um, <laughs> uh, Salma Hayek is back. Uh, I've not seen a Salma Hayek in anything for a very long time. Uh, What's the character's name, Colin? Uh, I've got this all in front of me. Ajak. Oh, nice. Good, because I don't. <laughs> I I, no, I wrote it all out. Um, which sounds like Ajax. I guess maybe that's the which is a, a Trojan warrior, right? I don't know mm. if there's any connection there. Her power is that she can uh, communicate with celestials, and she can, and she heal. can heal stuff. Mm. There you go. Um, we yeah, are we actually so, going through? Yeah, we, we are actually going through all the characters. It seems right? like we are using a time. Let's that'll do of that one. I suppose celestials are big creatures. Um, we're almost out of them. Lauren Ridloff, the the, the the first Death superhero, plays Makari and runs around. And yeah, then I, I, disappears I, I, for two hours and then runs around a bit more. I, she comes back again, but I love her character a lot. Like she she has this exuberance and joy that I do appreciate. Like among all this, all of them are so serious and so jaded. Like it's good to have someone like her around. Honestly. She reminds me of Shuri a little bit in that respect. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I I would be glad to see her more more of her to be fair because. Yeah, it's, everything else is pretty dire. I, yes, I'll be honest, she didn't leave much of an impression on me. Mm. Um, wasn't there long enough, really. Uh, Brian Terry Henry have mentioned he can invent stuff and um, briefly blames himself for the atomic bomb, which I think has not been has been misunderstood, I guess, in all some places, or maybe not misunderstood, I don't know. But anyway, he's yeah. like, he helps humanity develop and then feels bad when they make bad stuff. And then in five minutes afterwards, he changes his mind and helps everyone else anyway. He yeah. was so sad about humanity, and then five minutes later, you see him <laughs> with with his family, and oh, I'm okay with humanity now. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we can talk yeah. about editing later, which is one of my um, things that I did not like about the film. But yeah, that's one of it. It's, ugh. Um, yeah, no, I, I gotta say, I wasn't blown away by him. I, I thought it was quite funny in in some ancient time when he was trying to build something really technologically uh, developed, and they're like, "Come on, go! You can't do this." So he's like, "Fine, have a wheel, whatever." <laughs> Um, and Druig, uh, who is short and Irish, and um, can mind control. He, he, yep, he can. Uh, yes, and he's aloof apparently. 
Uh, we did it, CJ. We did it. Is that time? Wow. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go now. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for um, the podcast. Yes, yeah, been <laughs> fine. Understandably, um, the deviants are not very well rounded because we've already got too many characters. So I mean, uh, like de- <laughs> deviants are the huh. bad guys. The- yeah, the deviants are the bad guys, and they are definitely just mindless creatures. Yep. For the, but yeah. They were when I went to the toilet when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Then um, we can talk about it later. We can talk about that as well. Uh, but the general plot is deviants are back. They're destroying parts of London and other parts of the world. Um, so the Eternals have got to sort them out, which they thought they'd done centuries ago, but it turns out they hadn't. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I actually, I say I like this more than I thought I would. Um, I liked it to the extent that I'm currently checking with my bank manager whether I can afford all the Funko Pops. Um, I might have to... Uh, limit myself wow. on this one. Wow. This is I think this is why they made so many main characters. Yep, the cell phone pops to you. To me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've got issues with the editing and pacing of the film. Yeah. Uh, apart from some of the characters not being developed. I really did not like all the jumping forwards and backwards in times. I mean it was fine the first few times to, you know, create exposition to explain what's going on, etc. etc. But come on, man. Like half the time was spent in the past with nothing happening of yeah, uh, nothing of note happening. It was just annoying. I, I liked just, the idea. I didn't like the execution. It was done very poorly. I think it was it throws me off like when when you are heavily invested in what's happening in the present and then it just suddenly skips uh, back in time for like what, ten minutes or so. You're like why? Why would you do this? Um, yeah, it, I thought it was. It wasn't done very well. Um, I get it. They they needed exposition. Of course, they needed exposition because these are ten brand new characters that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Suddenly appearing, so obviously you have to do that. But there must be better ways of doing that. Like when the Guardians of the Galaxy came here, yeah, James Gunn definitely had a better hand in dealing with this rather than Chloe Zhao. I don't think Chloe Zhao, you know, could do much with it. It just felt very. It just felt very heavy-handed. Yeah, and. I- when when they jumped back, it didn't always feel that we learned that much about them. So I mean, some of it, I think, you got some good insight into Druig's character, for example, when they, when you went back and saw, um, was it the ancient Mayans, maybe Mayans? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, sometimes if it, we could have just done this in the present day, it would have achieved the same, the same thing. Uh, yeah, I I've, I'm welcome to spoil it soon, I think, because we've, but uh, I. A lot of people have kind of said this takes more chances than, and it does things differently. I, it did feel quite, in some ways, quite different to an, an MCU film. There, there were a lot of firsts in this. So you had the first uh, deaf um, superhero, you had the first gay superhero. Mm. Um, you also have the first sex scene, which was completely unnecessary. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. It was so tagged on. It felt like, the, you know, she's just putting it there just for, because she could. And that's it. It doesn't add anything. Yeah, I guess it was a, trying to be a shorthand for how well these guys know each other, but yeah, it didn't really feel. Yeah, it didn't really feel like it achieved a lot. No. Um, it's interesting to see how this plays into the the Marvel world because, as I said, that they're, they're obviously you got them talking about. Oh, we we got told we're not allowed to interfere with human things. So there's a whole. Why didn't you stop? Why didn't you stop Thanos? As uh, as Dane says, which I. I Oh, that's how Americans pronounce Thanos. I, I've never heard a British person say Thanos, but there you go. We do it now, apparently. Which <laughs> um, is a fair question. It it is a fair question, and the answer is a little bit. I mean, they did the best they could with this, because uh, it, it is a. They were not allowed to. Yeah, not allowed to. I don't. Know, we don't know whether half of them disappeared when this happened. I'd be intrigued to know that. Mm. Uh, 
Not like matters though. No, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how because they do they do mention Captain America and stuff. But I think there's as many references to the DC universe as there are to the Marvel universe, which is weird. That is true. Which shows that the DC universe appears in Marvel universe. It does, I guess. Mm. But again, I'm not sure what that achieved exactly. I'm just got to mention to mention of Superman, I mentioned Batman. Yep, same. Why not? It shows a certain confidence on Marvel's behalf, doesn't it? You're like we're so much, we're so far ahead of you that we can just <laughs> chuck you in if you want. Well, I mean, they are. <laughs> it's true. It's true. true. Shall we go to spoilers then? Let's do it. Spoilers! 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 spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. <sighs> okay. I mean, like Marvel is really bad with their villains, like pretty bad with their villains. Can, like, can be uh, yeah. a lot of them are, you know, just. Either like mindless drones, aka like in Avengers, who are basically just there to serve as fodder, and because you know they are so otherworldly and creatures, we don't feel any sympathy for them because mm. you know they're just they look weird looking so fine. They can just die, and we won't feel bad about them. Um, or you you, um, in this case, we have the Deviants who served as that act, and part way through the film, the chief Deviant caught Crow. Develop sentience. Yes. So this happened when I was uh, I was in the toilet. Um, so I came back and suddenly there was this weird blue shape uh, that was now suddenly a man talking. So you might have to fill me in with how that happened, or maybe it just happened. He. So apparently, when uh, a deviant uh, absorbs an eternal's powers, he slowly became becomes cleverer as well. Yeah, right. He develops sentience, and there you go. And the reason why he got yeah, where you saw him where he was was because. Uh, uh, Gilgamesh died because he killed someone who was a person, <laughs> so he absorbed the power of being a person. Exactly, He's, he killed Eternals. But the, and the worst bit is that it added to nothing in this film. What's the point of giving them sentience if it doesn't do anything with it? No, I mean it's not even for exposition because they. Like, so no. so the real villains, it turns out, are probably the Celestials. Yep. Um, but that, they don't even find that out from the Deviants, do they? They find that no. out no. from um, using Salma Hayek's power of communicating with them so uh, it turns out in fact they're not thousands of years old they're millions of years old um and they've got to destroy the deviants so that a celestial can be born from the earth or something something along that line so first of all the celestials created deviants to get rid of all the uh prey the predators that get uh, that kills uh, sentient creatures Correct. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, the deviants became too strong and too powerful. Deviant. Then they, too yeah. deviant. And then they, they started killing the sentient life itself. Hence why they created uh, Eternals to stop the deviants. And the reason behind this whole thing altogether, this convoluted plot, was so that once a certain number of sentient life appears on Earth, a new celestial is born. And now is a good time to be born because the power from returning from the snap hmm. did something. Um, and it turns out this, so the Eternals are all basically robots type of things. They're all made by the Celestials. And we see this vision of a Celestial coming, bursting from the Earth's core, about the size of Africa, I would say. Um, which means that when later we see him coming out of the Earth, it's about the size of maybe the Isle of Wight. Uh, it's a little bit confusing. Because it's like... I'm jumping around a bit, and I apologise, but the, the the big the grand finale is them trying to stop this thing from bursting out of the earth because that will kill everyone. But it feels like it wouldn't. It feels like you'd be able to come out and go off, and everything would be fine. I I mean, like if like if something coming out of earth would kill everyone, I 
you know, if just a tip of the finger emerges from the core of the Earth, I'm pretty sure the whole planet is wiped out anyway. Yeah, sure, regardless of what you do. To, or something. I, exactly. I mean, like, haven't they studied any ecological... <laughs> it didn't even cause a wave. <laughs> it would do, right? It would cause like a tsunami, a literal tsunami. Yes. It would do. Yes. I mean, if it's anything near the size of the original one, it would... Yes, it would destroy most of a continent, you thought. But it would do. It doesn't... Um, I say, what was I did enjoy this, I think that it, the the ending wasn't perfect. <laughs> and it was all a bit confused as to what was happening and who was doing what. It turns out Icarus. Icarus also kind of a buddy. In that we haven't we haven't mentioned that Summer Hayek's character died, eh, Jack? Hmm. Um I think the more astute of the viewers who have guessed it from the trailers alone. Yeah. Uh I did not feel anything, I'm afraid. We, it was kind of like scene one, here she is, scene two, or she's dead now. Yep. I didn't get to know and love this character. No. Nope. Um so we we kind of had to feel for through the other Eternals that again we've only just met. So that yeah, it didn't work brilliantly. But it turns out Icarus killed her because she was the one who knew what they were doing. Is that his reasoning? Nah, but he didn't want to deviate from the the plan, right? That's the thing. Ultimately, he feels like and uh, the thing is, once uh, a new Celestial is born, the Eternals will revert back to uh, will have a new life, right? It's like uh, it's a planet, reincarnation planet kind of planet, thing, planet, isn't yes, it? And new yeah. memories and they'll get to do it all over again. Exactly. So like. Um, He's just following orders. He's like the good soldier boy yes. who's just following orders from the from the so like, leader. I'll kill you all mm. unless you learn the power of teamwork and team up against me. I mean, like they're all equally powerful in the same right. Like what? Like it's not like he's extremely more powerful than the rest of them. No. Well, I mean, he, I think his powers are probably more useful in this context than some of them. Yeah. Um. I mean, yes. And they, they do this thing where, I mean, by that point, there's only maybe four of them fighting against him. And they do team up, and for, fortunately, Fastos has made something that can tie him down. They probably should have that. What I did like, actually, what I did like, and again, I'm jumping around a bit, is the kind of the fake out with Druig, where we kind of it seemed that Druig was going to be the bad guy. Um, I thought, because the kind of the guy who can control minds, and he was bring, basically making armies of people follow his will. Yeah, it I seems quite, like the most obvious thing, right? Yeah. And I kind of like they they went a different way from that. Oh. I, I fell I fell for that one. But, uh, but, yeah. but then even bef- I gotta say, Icarus, despite having killed uh, Ajax, seems quite quickly to in fact say, actually, no, I'm on I'm on your side, and I will join us all together, like in the wheel of time, um, to give you the powers to turn this thing to stone. Because he couldn't bear killing Cersei. Because he's in love with he's her. In love with her. Uh, ah. There you go. But she's moved on. She's yeah, moved, she's moved I, I on mean, to Kit Harrington. He had plenty of times to like stop the plans of the Eternals. <laughs> yes. Like, he just didn't do it. So like, who knows where his heart was anyway. Um, Sprite uh, also changed allegiance because... And this is the thing, right? Her motives make more sense. Because being stuck as a child for like 6,000 years must suck yes. so much. Um, how did being on his side change that? Uh... Not really, not much. Well, because he, um, being on his side would cause a reincarnation, right? Okay. So then she won't be a child Oh, anymore. fine. Anyway, but yeah. it turns out she becomes human because that's the thing they can do, apparently. Yeah, that's the thing. But in the comic books, um, Sprite was the main antagonist. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because... But with that motivation as well, which is, a, which is a very good motivation, to be fair. Like, being stuck as a child, not being able to yeah, experience yeah. puberty and all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and because she has reality manipulation powers, she's really strong in her own right. So in the comic books, she convinced um she convinced all the Eternals that the Deviants are attacking, etc. Because she has reality manipulating oh, okay. powers, um, and hence, yeah. But um, she doesn't then, really use to any great extent in this, does she? I mean, she makes no. herself look like an older woman. Well, not older. Slightly older she woman. makes herself invisible. Yes, they do a lot of invisibility stuff. But uh, anyway, by the end, she's in school. Because that's what you need when you're 6,000 years old. It's <laughs> a bit of schooling. Yeah, um, and then uh, Icarus flies into the sun. Of course he does. Of course he does. Which is not a thing that Icarus, the character, did, despite everyone <laughs> thinking that it was, apparently. He flies close to the he sun. He just flies close to the sun. Well, uh, who knows? I mean, like Icarus could have flown close to the sun and died then as well. Yes. You're, you're right. Maybe he did plummet. Um there we go. That's what happens. We get a nice uh, Dane and and uh, and Cersei reunite, uh, and then all is well. We're about to finish, and suddenly, bum bum bum, the Celestial came back. I thought that kind of Celestial in the sky was a really cool shot. I like that. Mm. And uh, he teleported out. Was it Cersei, Festos? Basically, the three Eternals back and uh, back on Earth. And Kringle. Um, and says, okay, well, I'll let you get away with this one. End <laughs> uh, scene. End scene. Um, no, I mean, I, I thought it was a cool shot, but I think when when the Chitari appeared in New York, that affected everyone for years to come. Like every film for the next five, six years and all the TV series, we're all talking about the instant and how this changed the way that everyone lives. A huge celestial appearing in the sky. I mean, it must be used to it by now, right? Feels like that's something that's going to be talked about. Do you reckon that's going to... <laughs> like, they can't just brush that under the rug, can they? Maybe they can. I don't know. Anyway, if you if you, um, if you want to see more of the Eternals, I'm sure they're coming back. And you know um, who's going to be joining them, Zijan? One Direction. One Direction will be there. Liam, Neil, Niall, Zane, Louis. Zane is not in One Direction, Colin. Did, did he leave? Yes. Didn't, didn't they break up? Do they still exist? No, they've broken up, but he was the first one who left. Okay. He was a Jerry. The Jerry? Well. Oh, right. Okay, I was thinking Parks and Rec. <laughs> was that... He was the, the, the Bradley from S Club 7. Yeah. Or maybe the, Paul. The, I forget which one. one. Anyway. Always one of them. Always, always one. one of them. He was them. the uh, the Stuart Sutcliffe of the Beatles. Um, that doesn't really count. Anyway, he's there. He can't act. It was brief, but he can't act. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he was fine in Dunkirk when he just had to look into the middle distance and have sand thrown at him. But when he has to do <laughs> lines. Ugh. Uh, but he's not as bad as... Sorry, I, having said I like this, I didn't like the face credits at all. Uh, the horrific troll thing that Patton Oswald is voicing, which I'm sure they'll have improved by the sequel. There was a troll? I thought it was a leprechaun. Uh, his name is Pip the Troll. Uh, yeah, the post credit scenes were definitely not worth staying back for. Well... So, the, so that one annoyed me to a certain extent. That was one. And yep. the other one, um, so Dane has got an old sword, which I guess is Excalibur. Yep. And that annoyed me because I, I really liked the idea of him being a normal guy and her being a superhero. And if you're like, but he's also a superhero with heritage and whatever. That kind of annoyed me. But everyone knows it all. I mean, like even before the film came out, his name was Dane Whitman. And you can just do a quick Google search or Wikipedia 
to know where the name comes from. Yeah, and I didn't. But this is like um, the Flash TV series, which I used to love. Uh, mm. I've not watched for years, but when basically every minor character became a superhero. And if you knew the comics, you knew that was going to happen. But I was just thinking, come on. <laughs> so um, so I didn't love that. But you know whose voice we heard, Zija? Who? We heard Mahashala Ali as, uh, as yes. Blade. Um, yes. in a voice that I thought was Steve Rogers if I'm honest I did not recognise the voice at all everyone's like oh that's played like how do you recognise <laughs> Mahershala's Ali's voice I mean it's interesting to see where we've come in cinema where that clearly clearly cameo was only there for people for the internet speculation afterwards for the the, the 5% of people who recognise his voice I mean if he'd said something like nice blade maybe I'd have got it <laughs> but he didn't he didn't there you go, Eternals. Uh, uh, I'll watch another one, obviously. But uh, I, I think if you'd had five Eternals, you could have had a really good film. I, I'm, I'll be happy not to have to watch Chloe Zhao direct Eternals too. I, I, I can only do so many more shots with suns in the background. <laughs> well, she can just reuse the ones from the first one, can't she? Yeah, She's that's just, true. That works. Um, I suspect that um, she won't be back for the sequel, but maybe she will. She's only made four films. Yeah. Uh, Songs my brothers taught me. And the rider, neither of which I've heard of. Nope. Um, we are running oh, out of time. We are running out of time. I mean, you're editing it, so I kind of want to drag it out, but we probably shouldn't. Um, so we'll talk about Midnight Cowboy next time, shall we? Okay. Um, cool. In which case, uh, let's move on to the quiz. Uh, I believe that you need to win all the remaining quizzes of the year just to draw. <laughs> this is impossible. Uh, it seems unlikely, doesn't it? This has been fairly comprehensive thus far. Uh, and we're quizzing on the various versions of Cinderella. I was doing so well at the beginning of the year as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was so close for so long. Yeah. Ugh, so annoying. So, question one for me. In a Cinderella story starring Hilary Duff, I need to <laughs> specify which Cinderella sure. story is because there's so many of them. Uh, what is Samantha's job at the beginning of the film? Who's Samantha? Is that, is that Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you see, I, I may have got... Com- I may have got... Um, uh, a little complacent <laughs> this, this time. Um, let me guess what kind of job she would have. Yeah, this is probably on, about 2005, it. I thought. So she's yep. doing Hilly draft, come on. Not anything too high tech. Um, not influencer, obviously. No, no. Um, I, but she's not going to be anything too good. Um, she, I don't know, she works in a coffee shop. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't. Well, I don't care anymore, Colin. I need to win all three, okay. so I'm not going to give it to you. She She's a waitress at a diner. Oh. A wow. Okay. Yeah, I suppose technically not true. I technically got it wrong. Wow. Uh, which iconic cartoon character was Cinderella in the 1934 short film Poor Cinderella? Which iconic cartoon character yes. was Cinderella? Yes. In 1934. 1934. Short film Poor Cinderella. Wow. It's probably... Well, this is definitely way before the Mickey Mouse times. I was going to guess like Minnie Mouse, but I'm pretty sure it's way before that. Because Snow White came out in 1941. Um, But that's the only thing I can think of now. Yeah, let's go with Minnie Mouse for now. Uh, It's Betty Boop. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm. That makes a lot more sense, yeah. Um, Question two. The 1997 adaptation of Rogers and Hammerstein's musical Cinderella features Brandy. Cinderella and which other singer as the fairy godmother I didn't even spot this one okay uh, 1997 you say yep Whitney Houston that's correct oh wow okay um, who played Fella 
in 1960s Cinderella. Wow, you really run the gamut of uh, it's a clever, it's a clever uh, gender swap. Yeah, film. it's a better name than the Sneakerella. So it is, that's right. Yes. 1960s. 1960s, yeah. I won't be able to guess this. Well, man. 1960. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think you'll be able to guess this. No, pass. No. Jerry Lewis. Well done, Colin. Already, you're winning this year. You <laughs> come up with questions like this. Question Sorry, let's, three. Let's, let's not forget your. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> which which song by Queen was featured in both Ella Enchanted and the most recent Cinderella adaptation in 2021? That I watched, uh, literally finished watching today. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think this is in the first half, which I watched yesterday, so I, sh- I should still be able to get this. Um, I think it was I Need Somebody to Love. That's correct, yeah. Okay. I, um, question three. Who did Hayley Atwell play in 2015's Cinderella? Uh, the mother. Yes. Yes. The original mother. That's right. Um, question four. According to Disney, what's the name of Cinderella's stepmother featuring in both the 1950 animated film and the 2015 remake? Ooh. Something. Is it Vivian? Mm. It's Lady Tremaine. Okay. You only know her last name. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched Taskmaster? Yes. Okay. In which case. I'll, no. I'll no, go, I've not seen Taskmaster. In which case, I'll go for the slightly harder version of this question. Oh, um, what? <laughs> Um, four actors in 2021 Cinderella uh, also featured in the TV show Taskmaster um, I'll give you four guesses can you name three of them what I was going to say two of them if you hadn't watched it no I haven't watched it <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know it's James Eckester correct I mean James Corden's in it as well but he's not he's not there uh, Rom, is it Romy uh, close enough I'm being very generous uh, Romesh yes, Ranganathan Romesh Ranganathan I think is what you're trying yes, to say Romesh, yeah. yes I'll give you one. that Romesh got two more guesses uh, to get one more right uh, this is such an awful question <laughs> this is a great question how many British actors uh, British comedians are there uh, so I know Idina Menzel is the weakest stepmother um and obviously, Camilla Cabello is. Were the, they in the TV show Taskmaster? Is the question. <laughs> was Greg Davis in it? Horn. Is that your guess? Yeah, I'm going to go with Greg. Uh, no. Wait, you got one more guess? Oh, no. Who else would be. Uh, it's such a hard question. <laughs> I don't like this question at all. Uh, I'm going through all the people in Taskmaster. I'm okay. not sure whether that's the right thing of doing it or not. Rather than going through everyone in Cinderella. Okay. Let's go. Hugh Dennis. No. Um, Rob Beckett and uh, Doc. Oh, yes, of course. Rob Beckett's in it. He was the. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was the, the, the other suit, I guess. And uh, Doc Brown, who does various raps and things in the middle. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you know, right? If I got a two, you would. I'm not saying. Uh, fine. If, Question if, five. If I was giving you two, I probably wouldn't have accepted Romy as an answer. <laughs> probably not, no. Question five. Leonardo da Vinci makes an appearance in Ever After. What? Which which painting by da Vinci, as in his character, okay. which painting by da Vinci is purported to be a portrait of Cinderella? Mona Lisa? <laughs> no, it's not. No? Wow. Well, um, 
Head of a woman, last capi yalata. Like I said, I was pretty sure it wasn't the Last Supper, so I was I was down to I was down to one. Okay, well I'm winning two one. Um, you have one more question, Zijan, which I means I'm afraid you've lost the year. Yes, um, yes. But Let's he, move on. Um, which band performed "Put Your Arms Around Me" for the closing credits of Ever After? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know, but I'm going to go with Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, it was Texas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, wow, it's a it's a win for me today. It's a win for me for the year after after twenty twenty's disappointment. Uh, back to winning ways. Uh, next time, CJ, as you may have guessed, we are quizzing on uh, the Predator movies. Um, all right. of them. Um, what is our main topic for next time, CJ? We are doing our fun predictions. We are. We'll be uh, seeing how many predictions we got right for this year, and we're making some new predictions for next year. Can't wait. See you then. Bye.